Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. Where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their trends and much more. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Welcome you all for the show. Today we talk about network is net worth. It seems to be a very new topic to all of you, but we are going to explore what is it. So we are going to discuss about our guest today. She is Connie Zeller and she's CEO for Salty Bee Events and also she's E Women Network Managing Director for Salt Lake City Chapter. She manages a lot of events. In the past, she worked as a CXO for uh, Uta Women and Sales. So for all the women here as an audience, you're going to get a lot of knowledge about women and sales, what skills is required. And our today's topic is network is net worth. So she's really good. I talked to her in the past as well. So she really helped people to help their business, to build the network. So we are going to explore everything. So welcome, uh, Connie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Salaga. I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to share. And also, I you're right. Network is net worth. <laughs> okay, so before we go into those topics, just can you tell about yourself? Yeah, so um, as Palaya said, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah in the U.S., and I own Salty Bee Events. I started my company almost three years ago. I started it because I had a strong background in events. I had an opportunity where my company did a reduction in force, and I was not able to find a job that paid me based on my years of experience and the salary level that I had been accustomed to. And that I really had based a lot of my expenses and living on. So what I decided is if I couldn't get a job that paid me for my experience and my worth, um, they were getting a great deal if I worked at a lower wage. But then my, my self-worth and my value felt uh, compromised. So I thought if I'm going to work for peanuts, I might as well work for myself. And that way I get to work with people I want to work with. And I get to work on projects I want to work on. So from there, I immediately realized I'm in sales. <laughs> I have a business. I need to sell my services. So I'm in business. And from there, I got with an incredible sales coach. I knew I needed to improve my skill set. And as my business has grown, I have grown my sales as well. And I always want women to know the way they sell is different from the way men sell. And training, it's okay to have different training. It's okay to know that, you know, women, we speak from our heart. We sell from our heart. We look at numbers, we, we look at results, but we also serve. We serve our clients. I mean, we serve our family. We serve, honestly, women serve everybody, but they serve themselves last. However, I want women who are in sales to change that, to put themselves first so that they can be more effective. They're taking care of themselves, they're learning, they're growing their skill set, and they're going to grow their net worth overall. So that's really you know, how I got started. I started working with Utah Women in Sales. I was helping them with their events, and I could see so many amazing women that needed support. 
And that really is another piece of networking that I was so honored to be able to help women with. I still have them with their events. I'm not as hands-on with their training as I used to be. However, I do feel that it's such a strong organization and any group that supports women in sales, I'm always just a, a cheerleader for that cause. Wow, that's really very kind of you. So can we talk about your um, Salty Bee events? What What is that about? Yeah, so Salty Bee events. What I do, I have two pieces of my business. One is I do event production for my clients. I start them from the beginning of their design and their dream of their event, whether it's live or whether it's virtual or hybrid. And together we design their blueprint. We go through, we find out what is important to them. What do they want their event to look like? What for them is a successful event? And I just get them in the space that they know they can do it. They have an incredible message. They're selling something that's amazing, but they also need to not be doing all of the little pieces that are going to distract them. Because if they are able to connect with their ideal audience and they're able to sell and speak authentically, their sales and their profits going to increase. And they're not going to be worried about those little things in the background, those little, wait, did I check the chat? Wait, is there music playing? I'm going to help take that off their mind so that they can show up authentically and so that they can serve their clients. So that's one big piece I have from beginning through the end of their event. And after their event, we start planning their next one. The other piece to my business is I help people who have had events and they want to make them more profitable. And that is a little bit of a, Mm. it's a different program. I do a VIP day with them. For four hours, we'll go together and we, we design, again, what they want, how they want to achieve it, how they're going to fulfill those goals. Now, the difference on that one is when we are finished at the end of the day, they have all the tools to have a successful event. And I bless them to have that very successful event. And from there, Some of them come back and they say, you know what? Just do it. (laughs) Which is fine. So then I've got a client that has moved from that VIP event blueprint design and I'm handling their event production. But those are my two pieces of my business. In addition, I also work with eWomen Network. As you mentioned, Palaga, I am the managing director for the Salt Lake City chapter, and I am responsible for introducing women in the Salt Lake City area, but also internationally because we're still virtual to eWomen Network and inviting them to come to get to know other women, to build relationships and to grow their connections because you never know who you're going to meet, where things are going to go. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you're going to meet them right away, they're going to buy your stuff or buy your program. But boy, it sure means that you know somebody that has an incredible skill set. And when you know somebody else who needs that skill set, you're going to be making those introductions. And that really is golden, in my opinion, because you know I've had a friend say, I don't need you to buy my stuff, but I need you to remember my name when people need my stuff. And that is true. And that is the power of networking. Yeah. What is that we really need to do to expand the network so that people will remember you? Expanding your network, doing things 
like this, you know, coming and learning, but then also reach out to the different presenters and speakers that Falaga has on her program. I'm going to tell you, if they're anything like me, they're very approachable. They want to help people. They want you to, they want you to learn. They want to help serve you, but go to other networking events. The other thing is look for the events that are going to serve you. I say that in the sense of there are many, many different networking groups. Everybody, you know, there isn't a one size fits all. So even though I love you women network, it may not be right for some people and that's okay. Find a network that works for you, but stay active in it. Continue to show up to the meetings, to any of the mixers they have. And a lot of networking is still going on virtually. Take advantage of that. You know, people have said, oh, I really miss networking live. I don't know that I do. And the reason is, you know, you think about it. Here in the States, to go to a live networking event, you've got to get up. Of course, you've got to get ready. Don't get me wrong. I I have no problem with that. But then you have to travel to wherever that networking event is. And you're there a few hours, you know, two, three hours. And then you have to travel back home to your office, wherever your, you know, your main base is. So you've lost some precious hours in that time of travel. The other thing is, if it's not a really good fit for you, and you've made all of that sacrifice for your time, you're really, you're not doing your business a service. You're basically wasting time where if you get in with a group that you know works really well for you and you keep showing up, that is time that is given back to you. It is time that you have to make more of those connections. Think about how many phone calls and Zoom connections you can have if you weren't driving to a networking event or driving from a networking event. You know, average, if you're driving for an hour, if you're traveling for an hour, that's easily two to four calls you could make within that time. Now, I'm not saying it in the sense of you need to be calling people if you don't feel that there's a need or a connection. But I do think you need to call to build those relationships. Just get to know people, understand who they are, what their business is, who they serve and how they do it, because that is where you really build that foundation of a relationship. You understand them more as an entrepreneur. You understand you understand these women more as their business owners, not just, oh, you know, somebody who's in sales. Everybody's really in sales. But what are they selling? What is she selling that makes her unique? Get to know her and find out. Yeah. And one is uh, it's going to expand their business as well as it's going to inspire as well, right? Yes. And, you know, at all levels, when I started my business, I was very intimidated because even though I'd been in corporate for quite a few years and I was very comfortable in corporate, for my own business, I, I wasn't comfortable because I was nervous. I was afraid. I thought, oh, people aren't going to take me seriously as a business owner. However, they did. But I also needed within myself to know this is my business. If I'm going to make it work, I better figure out how other people have made their business work and learn from them. So, you know, watching how successful businesses have grown, watching how successful entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurial women, have made their businesses successful and grow and scale is an excellent way to learn no matter where you're at. On the other side, I have been um, greatly, greatly blessed by women who have had incredible, successful businesses who have given me 
tips and pointers unsolicited. I may sit with them or talk to them or meet them at a networking event and we'll talk for a little bit. We'll get on a call and they will say to me, do you know so-and-so? No, I I don't know so-and-so. Connect with her because you said that you need help with your website. She does a great job with help with your with websites and tell her you know me because she actually worked on my website. She may give you a deal. She may not but get to know her because then if you when you're ready to add a website, update a website, you've got a connection. That's another connection. The other thing that is so powerful with networking is people are not always going to refer people that they don't know, like and trust. If somebody says to me, Connie, do you know somebody who does websites? I'm going to refer, you know, I have three people that I can think of right away who work on websites. And what I will always say to them is, you know, if they've worked on my website, I will tell them how it went and that it went really well or that their pricing structure or time frame they were really fast. If it's somebody that I've met, but I haven't really worked with them, I will also say, you know, I met this woman and I haven't personally worked with her, but I really was impressed by some of the things I looked at on her website. Some of her testimonials were really strong. You know, call her and get to know her. She may be the person who can do your website. So I never pretend to have had more of a relationship or more services provided than I know for sure. But I always know making that introduction is incredibly valuable for people who need services or for people who are just looking to expand their network to get to know people who provide different services and especially in sales. Like I said, we're all in sales. So think about it. You know that you need to meet somebody who does tech sales. I know people who do tech sales. Are they looking for additional help? You know what? They could be. I'll make that introduction with two or three different companies. And from there, they may have more connections. If maybe their company isn't hiring, perhaps they know other companies that are. Because again, you never know when you might want to change up what you're doing. You know, if you're in sales and you're working for a company, you may want to change companies. That is normal. That is normal progression. But you also want to go to a company that you know is going to be a good fit for you. Well, how are you going to know they're a good fit for you? Well, if you've been networking, you have people you can talk to about that company who have either worked at that company or currently working at that company, or they know people that they can introduce you to so that you can really find out if you're going to take a big leap like that, you should know that it's a right fit for you. So one thing I really like is like to get other good job where you already know that, you know, somebody who is working and you're comfortable, especially for a woman to choose a sales career. You know, I think this is very important because her voice to be heard in other company. Yeah, you know, it's really important to get to know women who are in the sales departments of different companies because there aren't a lot of women in sales departments at in corporate. And having that sisterhood, getting to know each other, having that opportunity to even just, you know, get together and talk and say, oh, I mean, you know, there's two women on the sales team of 50 and the two of us just feel so 
alone. Absolutely you would. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to connect with other women who do sales in other corporate settings because they're probably in the same boat. The other thing that you're going to want to do when you make those connections, you're going to be able to grow it and you're going to be able to support each other as you learn because learning is, is lifelong and, you know, sales always changing the way you sell, how you sell. We all know women sell differently than men, but the end results are how many sales were made. And that's what a company looks at. You know, how many sales were made? How much was brought in the door? And did you meet your deliverables? Well, you can do that differently as a woman versus a man. But if you're a woman and you're feeling that you aren't supported or you're feeling that you don't have the skills you need, get with other women and find out how they got additional skills and look at those resources. I think that's an incredibly powerful way to grow your network. Absolutely. But then also to grow your strength within sales. Yeah, that's true. Because especially for women, even many women approach to me and they ask, is it good to be in sales with a, you know, is, is it a good company to be there? I think if they are in the community, you know, women community, that gives the confidence to them, you know, to choose the sales as a career. It's so valuable. And especially you also mentioned about reference selling, right? I used to listen about that piece as well, like reference selling. This through network, this will happen. For example, if your friend, if you want to buy a cloth for you, you know, if your friend is saying this shop is good, you go and buy, whether you go and buy that shop or just uh, when you pass by, you get, you go to shop. Somebody referred that you want to choose because already they have bought and they liked it, right? Not only did they buy and they liked it, they did some research for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> because they referred you thinking this is going to be a good fit for her. She's going to like it. So you don't have to go to two other stores and think, I didn't really like that store or I didn't like this, how I was treated at that store. They already know. I love the store. I loved how I was treated. I'm referring that store. Absolutely. Referrals really to me are, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, make sure that you have your Google reviews and make sure you have all of that updated, which I agree with. I think those are very important. But boy, to me, nothing is more valuable than a personal referral that somebody gives me because I know that they're looking out for me. They're looking out for the person or the business they referred as well, because nobody wants to make a referral and have it be a negative experience. They, they always want it to be positive. Yeah, that's true. So we need some wisdom, even, you know, for uh, planning for an outing along with your family, I think even plays an important role, right? Yes. Events, not only for your business, but yes, for your family. I don't know. So I always laugh. My family has been a, a very big family. And there was always somebody who would be in charge of, somebody would be in charge of food. Somebody would be in charge of chairs, tables, tablecloths. Somebody else would be in charge of inviting everyone. However, my family was really good about communicating that. Who's in charge? And let's talk to each other, make sure everybody gets invited and there's enough food and we have what we need. Well, a lot of times when people have their own events, they don't always realize how much help they need. They think, I'm just going to have a party and it's going to be super easy. But you know, if you're having that party and you don't have enough chairs, oh, that's 
embarrassing or it's hard it's like where's everybody gonna sit or is there enough space on the floor and enough pillows i mean do we have enough room if you haven't thought about that that's something to consider the other thing is food you know are you gonna cook it all yourself are you gonna have people help you is it all going to be hot and served when it should be hot and served or are you pacing it because You don't know how long it's going to take to cook, you know, the bread or how long it's going to take to, you know, cook the chicken. Because for your family, you do it a certain way. But with a party, it is. It's much more elevated. So I always say for people, make sure you have some help, even if it is just something simple. You know, your family events, put somebody in charge of, you're in charge of making sure everybody's invited. And please follow up and find out who will be here. So we have enough food. So we have enough places to sit. So we have enough space overall. The other thing is, you know, when you're doing it for, when you're doing events for businesses and for your own business or for larger corporate events, that really is the basis of having a successful event. What do you want to accomplish? You need to know what is the reason for that event. How and where are you going to do it? And when I say how and where, that also means when. What time of year? What time of day is are the most people going to be able to attend at the time that you want to have it and host it? The other thing to consider with your events, especially with your personal, but if they're a big event, keep in mind that if you don't have that help, you're not going to enjoy the event yourself. And why else would you have an event but to enjoy it? People don't go to events because they don't like them. If they don't like them, they just don't go. If you don't like events, you don't host them. But when you host them, you want them You want them to be fun. You want people to come back again. You want people to walk away saying, that was the best. I can hardly wait until she has another one. And that's really what you need to think about as you're having your own events, whether it's personal, whether it's corporate, whether you're just starting in events, you just need to consider what do I want to accomplish out of this event? Even if it's something as simple as a birthday party, what do I want to accomplish? I want people to have some really good cake. I want people to have some really good ice cream and I want people to hang out for two or three hours. That's simple. Boy, you've got to make sure you've got that good cake. <laughs> you've got to make sure you didn't let the ice cream melt outside. You know, you still have to consider those things. And you also need to have a plan B. Even for the smallest things, having a backup plan really is going to help reduce stress. And if you're having somebody who helps you, talk to them about that backup plan and say, I'm planning on having this most amazing cake. I'm going to bake it myself. And if it falls or it's horrible when I take it out of the oven, I'm going to call the bakery down the street and have a cake ready just in case. And I'll call them in the morning and tell them, okay, that cake we talked about, I'm going to pick it up or I'm going to have my friend pick it up or I'm going to have my sister pick it up. Because at that point, you've got your plan B. There are a lot of things to consider, even with your small events. On your live events, there's a lot to consider as well. You never know what can happen. You know, I mean, we've been having some experiences with technology and, you know, and, and connectivity. And that happens. If I were to have a complete shutdown of power today, I do have some batteries on backup. I can hurry and plug in. It'll take a few minutes, but it's okay. But again, what do you do? You just need to know in case because then you're not worried. If somebody says, oh my goodness, you know, there's a terrible storm. There isn't electricity. What are we going to do? 
you know what, in your town, there isn't electricity, but maybe there isn't somebody else's. And if it's virtual, they can host, they can step in as host. And if you can get someplace where there's power, you can still step in and run your event. So there are options, but you really need to think about those, especially with all of your events. Wow, that's a great advice, actually, especially what you want to accomplish, number one. Number two, like when, where, how, what to be taken care, and also especially the plan B. And one question I have related to networking is, especially for a woman who wants to, you know, who need to be in the networking, but somehow as a woman, they also have many responsibilities, right? They have to take care of family, they have to go to their job or business. Other than that, spending time on networking, uh, how it's possible? Do you have any piece of advice? You know, I do. And anything you're doing is going to take time. And I'm not in any way saying that it's going to be super easy, but set time aside, just like you would for anything else. You set time aside to prepare dinner, set time aside for networking. And consider it in two different in two different ways. One, networking with a larger group, you know, with eWomen Network, where you and I met Falaga, you know, that was a couple of hours, but it's once a month. It's not every week. It's not every day. It's once a month. That's easier to build into your calendar than something that really is every week. But from there, set time aside also to make those connection calls, to follow up, to meet with people. And again, devote a couple of hours a week. Now, is it going to be a little bit of a time crunch? Absolutely. But the other thing is you're really going to learn that if you are making those connections, if you are showing up regularly, if you're networking other things are going to be easier down the road. Now, I'm not saying, you know, people you network with are going to come in and say, hey, I'll fix your dinner and I'll take care of the kids. And, you know, no, that's not going to happen. However, when you say something to the effect of, I'm thinking of a new job, you've already made those connections and they can help you with information so you don't have to do a lot of research on your own. That's saving you right there because you took the time earlier to develop that relationship. Yeah, I think it's a long-term game, am I right? It is. It really is. And and people who see it as a long-term game, I think they're going to be much more successful than those who see it as a immediate results. Because, you know, the, the long-term, it's immediate results are great. You know, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes to have a quick sale and cash in hand. But those longer relationships, they may be more fruitful for you because, you now have a, a longer period of trust and you know each other better. You also know that this is somebody you're going to work with longer or have multiple sessions with or, you know, rehire them because you have such a great relationship with them and they have honored you as a client, but you've also honored them for the work that they have provided. And it is, it's a long game. You're absolutely right. So I know you you really connect with people, you really help others too. Even when I connected, you have given very good uh, references. What is driving you to help other women? I think helping other women, well, let's just be real. Guys have been doing this forever. <laughs> women have not always taken advantage of it. I mean, women have connected, you know, we've shared, we've helped each other, but we've never made money off. We yeah. have, we've been supportive, but we didn't turn it into careers. We 
And now we are. Now we're we're entrepreneurs and we are selling our services and we are offering incredible value still for what we are giving. And and the reason I want to help women and and I just really want to connect people is I have been so fortunate to have people help me through connections. And it really is my way of giving to others to help them find who is a good fit for them. I know everybody's not going to be an immediate good fit, but I also know that if you are expanding your network, you have that opportunity for growth to just to get to know each other. So I really do feel it is service and it is thanking the the women who gave so much to me and helped me along my path as well. It's service. I mean, sales is service, but it is. It's paying it forward. And it's also, you know, taking care of the next round of people who I want them to see the value of that service and those connections too. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I think it's all women supporting women. That is how we can empower many women. So I just want to know, like, what is your daily habits which you follow, you know, which we can all learn from you? You know, my habits are probably not very different from a lot of people's. I tend to get up early and get ready for the day. And even though I work out of my home office, I get up and I get ready. You know, I do my hair. Well, I don't have much hair, but <laughs> I do it and, you know, put on my makeup and get dressed as if I just like I did when I was corporate. The reason I do that is because I know I'm a business owner. This is how I need to show up. This is what I need to do. So if I'm in my work clothes, you know, my uniform, so to speak, I know that I'm, I'm showing up for work. And from there, I do some meditation. I then do some journaling. I plan for my day. I check my calendar, double check my appointments that are coming up for the day. And from there, I break down and I go into what needs to be done. Every day, I pick three things that absolutely have to be completed before I go to bed. And sometimes they're bigger than I realize. (laughs) So I have to maybe break them down a little bit. But I have three things every day that I accomplish. And then once those are taken care of, I work on other things I know I need to do that are going to move my business. And I just am grateful to have that time. But also within that, I set aside the time that I need for networking, for phone calls, for follow-up. That is built into my calendar every day as well. And even though I may not do calls every day, I have time set aside. So a lot of times I will do calls two times a week and I block out a morning or an afternoon. And do calls just during that time frame. And that really helps me stay focused because I have that schedule. And really, that is my my morning routine is really what sets me up for success throughout the day. Wow. One thing I really like is even I started uh, applying it, three unnegotiable tasks every day. Every day. Yeah. The big three. The three things that are either going to move your business forward or that you need to get done in order to reach your goals. Hey, you know, hopefully you've got your annual, your monthly, your quarterly, your monthly goals. And those three things, how do they tie in with your goals? Are they helping your goals? Or did you forget about your goals? And I'll be honest, I was asked about my goals for the beginning of 2021. And I remember, I think I wrote down five and I remember two. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm not perfect at all either, but I still, those two that I'm really close to completing. Those are the ones that really are getting my attention on my on my big three every day. I think that's really a good habit to follow. 
Yeah, good, so, good habits are always, um, they produce amazing results. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even morning, if you set those three unnegotiable tasks, that keeps popping up in your mind, right? Until you complete it. It does. A lot of times I'll play a game with myself. I'll, I'll say, well, if I get these three things finished before whatever time, I'm going to then, you know, stop work earlier today and do something fun. So that's also my, you know, get them crossed Celebrate. off so that I can relax. Yeah. Celebrating yourself, right? <laughs> Celebrating by completing those non-negotiables. Yeah. Okay. So what's your piece of advice to women in sales? Oh my goodness, there's so many pieces of advice. <laughs> One thing I really would say is don't forget to continue to network and learn. The reason I say continue to network is because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know how they're going to help you in your journey, in your career. The other thing is don't stop learning. A lot of times I see women who will say, I've done this career. I've been in sales. I know how sales work. I don't need to know. I know it all. And the reason I say don't stop learning is because everything is always changing. I mean, you know, two years ago, we would have never considered how much time we're spending virtually on sales. Well, I met a lot of women who said, I don't like having those those virtual calls. I do better meeting with people, going to lunch, having coffee, and having those conversations. I'll tell you, because they didn't want to learn, because they didn't want to expand their experience, I know that they really struggled. And the more you're able to say, you know, I've got to learn it. I'm going to, here we go. The easier it's going to be for you to learn a new skill set. Who knows? You might be the next expert on whatever new technology there is. Who would have thought even six months ago, Clubhouse would, you know, take over as a social media location yeah. for people to meet and, and connect. And I know a lot of people who were really quick to get in and say, I don't know what this Clubhouse thing is, but I'm going to check it out and find out if it's a fit for me. And then, they're just, you know, their businesses are great because they did that. They didn't say, oh, another social media platform. I can't be bothered. I know it all. I know Instagram. I know Facebook. I'm done. Don't get me wrong. Stay with the social media that works for you. But it doesn't mean don't learn what's out there because you never know when that's going to be what elevates your business. And if you're not learning, you're not growing. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to know, like, what is your favorite book or podcast that you want to refer others? I'm really going to go out on a limb. I, when I listen to podcasts, I do listen for entertainment. I really like Don't Ask Tig. Uh, the comedian Tig Notaro has a podcast where she gives advice, but she tells people, don't ask me because I'm not good at giving advice. And it's just funny. It's entertaining. It's lighthearted. The people she has on her show, I just, some of them I have been fans of for many years. So really a podcast for me, it is, it's an escape. It's just like, you know, a lot of people who read different books that are not always related to, you know, business or, or their personal growth. Favorite book for me. Oh man. You know, I have read several times The Great Gatsby, and I always loved that there is something, it just crosses all, all people, all walks of life, and, you know, people that you think 
have it all, don't have it all. I just, Great Gatsby is one of those books that has um, stayed with me. And every now and again, it's just like, oh, I'm looking for something to read. And I'll go through and I'll read that. I just, I really enjoy the imagery, the visualization. And, and of course, wow. you know, the, the, the words, it's beautiful. Wow. Wow. That's great. Just since it is a sales professionals, uh, you know, many, many salespeople are watching it. I just want to know your favorite uh, selling skills, like maybe two or three. Um, my favorite selling skills, of course, are the follow-up. <laughs> listening, listening to what they need. Because I don't know how many times you might have talked with somebody and you say, I'm looking for this. And somebody else says, oh, I have that. And it can do this, this, and this. And you're like, but I don't need it to do all that. I just wanted to do this. Oh, but you do need it to do this. And they didn't listen to what you were asking for. So definitely listening is one of the biggest ones. Um, and like I said, the follow-up. And people will say, they'll say, oh, I'm not ready to buy right now or check back with me in a month. From there, I will give a follow-up question. Why do you want to wait a month? You know, we're having this conversation now. Are you waiting because, you know, money will be coming in in a month? Are you waiting because you need to think about it? Are you giving me an excuse? Because if you are, I can respect that. Just tell me. I don't need to buy your, your stuff. I don't need your services right now. I can respect that more than trying to have more follow-up conversations because then I'm missing the opportunity to have those conversations with somebody else who really does need my services. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So follow-up and listening is so important. Right. Finally, how people reach out to you if they want any anything? You know, the easiest way, go to my website, salty B, just letter B, events.com. From there, I have a an event archetype quiz. You can take and see what your ideal event would look like. People have been surprised because they think, oh, I want it to look like this and with something different. I mm -hmm. also have a free half hour consultation. With that, I can handle anything you want to talk about. The reason I say that is if you want to talk about your event, we can start that process to find out what you want your event to look like. And then we can decide if we want to have a further conversation so that you can work on your event blueprint. If you just want to get some resources or just, you know, a little information to help you get a start, I'm happy to do that too. There is no selling on that at all. It is free 30 minutes of my time because really it's valuable to me. I get to know more people and I get to expand my network. So saltybevents.com. Thanks a lot. A lot of uh, insights and, uh, you know, event management, something uh, it's new for me, maybe the audience as well. So we learned that and a lot of advice to women in sales, networking. Thanks a lot coming here. Thank you. Thank you, Thalaya. I so appreciate it. Thank you to your audience and, and just good luck you know, support each other, lift each other. And, and let's just keep, just keep helping women in sales all the time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Sell Life Her podcast. Do subscribe and share it so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.